Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place. A magic kingdom where the young at heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. Welcome to the happiest podcast on earth. What up, everyone, and welcome to the happiest podcast on earth and another episode of Movie Nights with Andrew and friends. Tonight, we're going over a tale as old as time as we discuss the issues of Stockholm Syndrome and bestiality. I'm Andrew Bailey, and I am joined tonight by Miss Mel Gio. Hi, everybody. Miss Lauren Del Toro. Hey, y'all. And the assistant to the regional regional manager himself. Oh, Hunter Hazen. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had. To so does that make you uh, Jim or? You know what, man? I like to think of myself as a Jim, but I think we can all understand. Andy. At a certain point, we have. Oh my God! Do not <laughs> give me Andy. No, no, no. Oh, if you go listen to our most recent episode, one might consider you more of an Oscar. I guess. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Here we go. Yes, everyone check out our latest episode, uh, Disney Dads, uh, which will be coming to you guys on Friday. This, uh, well, this past Friday, I guess, because this will be dropping on It's uploaded. Go listen. It's already uploaded. Double check. Um, Well, for those of you that couldn't tell, tonight we are going over Beauty and the Beast. Um, We've had a lot of overwhelming, like, like, hey, we like the comparisons of mm-hmm. uh, the live action versus animated kind of stuff. So we're kind of going through that right now um, with the ones that it do have a live action. So we're staying on track with the story of the movie, but we're going to do a little bit of like, hey, this happened in the live action. This happened in the animated stuff like that. So it should be a good, fun time. Here we go. Let's Your quick plot. For episode, for those of you who haven't seen it, <laughs> yes. For those of you who haven't seen it, episode four of Movie Nights with Andrew and Friends, movie and reviews with Andrew and crew. Oh, oh, I, I like that. that one. I like that one better. We're That's still fun. working for us, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, here's your quick plot. Are you guys ready? Because here it comes. I'm so ready. I've never seen it before. This Take it be away, so Olaf. Funny. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. Louis XVI was having a party when an old hag came and cursed him and the members of the castle into a terrifying beast and other random objects into a castle. Fast forward a little bit and we meet Belle and her dad, who are a little family and a little town filled with little people. Maurice, he's a bit of an inventor, all right? He makes all these little gadgets and gizmos and he takes his gadgets and gizmos somewhere, but what does he do? He gets lost. What do you do when you get lost? You get captured by the American werewolf in France. Well, Belle's like, dad hadn't been around in a while, so I'm going to go try to find him. So she goes and tries to find him after her horse. Hunter, can you fill me in on the horse's name? Philippe. Philippe, I already got it. Is it Philippe? It is Philippe. It is Philippe. After Philippe comes to Zach, she's like borderline lassie going, father's in the well. No, she can't find her father. So she goes off. Well, she goes out to this big castle and she meets some crazy animate, not inanimate objects, 
like Cogsworth, Lumiere, Mrs. Pot, and that little sip of tea we all enjoy hearing after after a nice night of drinking chip. Well, so... <laughs> what? We all enjoy after a nice night of drinking? Oh, okay. come on. You know everyone likes a little bit of gossip after a night of drinking. Oh, okay. All right. I got you. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. Anyway, so her father's been trapped in this tower, and she decides, I'm going to trade places with my dad. And then... So she's there in this uh, castle and this cell and whatnot, and all the animate objects like Lumiere, mostly, are like, hey, beast, or master, give her a shot. She's a hot brunette. Give her a shot. So he's like, okay, I'll try. And then anyway, fast forward a little bit, they fall in love. Well, while all this is happening, Marissa's like, I got to get back to town. I couldn't fight the big old big bad beast. I'm going to have to get the town hero, Gaston, to save the day. Well, Gaston's like, you know what? You're probably crazy old Maurice, but I'll do it anyway because you got a hot daughter. And so he heads over with the townsfolk. He's going to save the town from this terrifying beast. And you know what happens to poor old Gaston, the hero of the story? He gets brutally murdered by the beast by being tossed from a window. This is a little bit of a twisted summary, but continue. (laughs) We'll discuss. Anyway, so the beast was stabbed by Gaston, the hero, um, and he starts to die, and Belle's like, oh no, I love you, blah, 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 and kisses him. And you know what happens? He comes, I guess, back to life, but as a human, as the hunk we commonly know as Adam, but we'll get to that a little bit later. And they live, as you fairy tale lovers would say, happily ever after. Wow. What a beautiful rendition of it, a tale as old as time. I don't, I, I don't even have to watch it. <laughs> I know. I feel like I just watched the whole entire movie, guys. This is amazing. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting good at these, guys. I'm getting good at these. It was right. cute. It was good. It was good. All right. Well, like we always do here on movie nights with andrew and now crew movie reviews with andrew and crew. <laughs> there you go you she's gonna keep yourself. coaching you on that i know i like it better um okay. anyway let's start with our highs and lows but i but right now i want to know what is your favorite part of beauty and the beast oh Mel, you are already ready i'm sorry hunter mel's like already at the mic i'm literally so ready i hear what you gotta say oh guys there are so many amazing parts of beauty and the beast but i think like the two that i have tied because it's really hard to pick one is the ballroom scene when they're dancing with the mix of cgi that was an amazing feat for a cartoon and then his transformation scene both are like exquisite moments the music is gorgeous every time i hear that music in the last scene where he's like dying and everyone's upset and then he's like lifted up and transformed i cry it doesn't matter how many times i've seen it it's just tell me i'm wrong it's so good it is so good but i think the montage of them becoming friends and then you know not quite falling in love but falling in love that whole entire montage of time is just it's a real plot turner like that really starts switching it around that's when you realize that hey they're something there that wasn't there before you know um and i love that part i think that's my favorite it's magical i'm gonna take it a different direction here um the mob song 
Oh, montage oh interesting. The mob. So you yeah, like it, it gives me chills. Like, it's intense. Okay. I kind of dig that song a little bit. That, and it was between that and, you know, Gaston's Tavern, of course. But yeah. the mob song is always, like, the one that's kind of catchy. It's fast-paced. Something's mm. about to happen right before the climax of the movie. So I, I like that part. So, okay. so what you're saying is you like the savages, savages. No, I'm just kidding. That's a, that's a whole other movie. <laughs> Very similar no. kind of theming, though. When you True. think about what the words they're saying, that if you listen to the lyrics in that song and then you listen to the ones in the mob song, they dumb it down for children to understand. So it's actually similar <laughs> meaning. So True. if you listen, True. it's kind of funny. No, it is. It is. Um, I am going to have to say my favorite part. Hunter, you started to uh, go with it. I love the scene in Gaston's Tavern. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, I can li- see why. It, it's so good, live action, or and they changed the lyrics a little bit in live action, but we will get to some of that. Yes, um, a little bit later. <laughs> uh, but I love. I think it's just so cool because mm-hmm. it, I, I, it's a fun time, and it's it's what you want with your buddies. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe you want with your buddies. Yeah. You want oh my god, I thought old... you said this vibe you want with your body. I, I thought like, this what episode are we watching? <laughs> it took a second. I was like, oh, are we watching this? the same movie? That's I'm like, we're doing of... that now? Okay. I mean, I can go into it, but. Oh, um... daddy episode changed Andrew forever. Yes. <laughs> it, it really it did. screwed him up. It we really did. Up. He's got biceps to spare, but what can yes. I say? Oof. All right. Moving on. What is your favorite, or excuse, I guess, what is your least favorite part? Ooh. Hmm. There's not. I mean, there's not like a part I mean, I that sticks out where you're between like, like Gaston and the Beast really? at the end. It's like the scary part, I guess. And it, I don't know. I Human know. again in the extended version that they now put out. It seems to be the only version of cartoon that I've seen recently. Human again was an added song that works in the Broadway show really well, but in the movie, the animation doesn't exactly line up correctly because it's newer. Um, so that's definitely, I think the part I don't like the most in the cartoon, the live action is different. Okay. Lauren. Oh, uh, it's the fight. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed the fight. My fault. My fault. My fault. fault. I was like, do I need another one? No, no. We just didn't really keep giving reasons. I was going to give you a chance to embellish on that. So, oh, it's just scary and sad. It's like, I, that's like the darkest part of the movie Mm -hmm. and I don't do dark or scary at all. And as a kid that was dark and scary and you know, it's like the, I'm just going to ask you a quick question. What about, house decor fighting people is scary <laughs> oh well, i don't know let's it I think is it's more scary so for a child is. you don't know okay. who's gonna live okay. who's gonna die what if don't get too you know, nitpicky it's her but it's it's mainly the part the just the beef between gaston and the beast gaston and the beast. that's so that's like the scary part it's like, like when scar and mufasa are fighting at the top you know it's yeah that like sweat inducing what's going to happen is the good guy going to win or the bad guy going to win you know, you know it's going to happen so so you're not so much worried about madam wardrobe falling on villager number 4 kind of <laughs> no villager number 4 can suck it no okay, there you go there you that's go. whatever you know it's fine all right hunter what you got buddy um i mean least favorite i don't know i'd hate to say it because it was the girl's favorite but like maybe something there <laughs> <laughs> like the whole montage okay like obviously obviously my taste in movies is not the same we don't not on the same level so when it kind of slows down i might kind of you know 
tone it down a little bit, get a little that's when you falter. Yeah, yeah. It's just a slower part of the movie. Not too much going on. I agree. But yeah, I mean, there's not a lot in this movie where you're like, I didn't like that part or gosh, that's so boring or anything like that. I mean, I like a lot of these animated ones like Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and all that. They're pretty quick to the point kind of movies. At least the animated one is. But yeah, that's what I'd say. That's fair. All right. I'm going to say my least favorite part. Honestly, man, I don't really care. It's it's kind of a tie, mm-hmm. but like I can't really say one of them, but just because of the backlash we would get here. Ooh, no, I want to know. <laughs> I don't. Ooh, controversy. Really, I want it only because, and I'll get to this on fun facts. Okay. But I think that the ballroom scene is a little overrated. But hang on, <sighs> I'm not gonna get into details just oh. yet until we get to the fun facts, and you'll understand why then. Um. But I, I might have to agree with Hunter a little bit that there's something there. It's like why did I even do this? It's cool. Oh, come on, because you love I know me. we're being pooped on. We need me. you guys to balance us out. Yeah. <laughs> pooped on, Lauren. No, 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 no. Let I'll say it's not a part that I didn't like. It's just if I had to pick one part that was my least favorite, I would have to be it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it's a Fair. great movie. Okay, I'll tell you this. In the live action, it's when Emma Watson's sitting there singing uh oh god oh anything anything she's uh, <laughs> it's when emma watson starts the movie scene yeah. oh is that bad it's, is that the name of the song bell the first song that's the first yeah. song yeah, where, bell. yeah okay well there's my least favorite part of when it, beauty and the beast it's her auto-tuned voice yeah. grates on me i don't know it doesn't bother me i love her so much and i love no. bell so much the, that i look past it like i'm blind to it i look no. i I love it. I was oh, sitting in the movie. The movie started, and it's just like a slap in the face. Like, oh, this is what we're doing. You know what slapped <laughs> me in the face more was the fact that there are so many talented Broadway actresses who have played that part and who could play that part. That would have been perfect. And they went, nah, we want Hermione, and we're going to pay her $17 million to not sing well and to, not care. To only- I don't know. I The moment they announced it, I was like, sign me up, day one, get me tickets every day of the show, I'm in. Nope. <laughs> uh, the two, well, I got something that I'll agree with you with, Mel, and disagree with you on the whole Emma Watson. Um, well, or about the whole, like, uh, when you said the Broadway actor thing. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you on that only because there's a big difference in stage acting and film acting. Yeah, but plenty of girls, have, there's been plenty of Broadway actors that have transitioned yeah. into movies, so I, it's possible, you know what I mean? I think as far as, like, voice-wise, they definitely could have found someone better, mm-hmm. um, but as far as agreeing with you, I, like, I'll be honest, I wasn't impressed with Emma Watson doing Belle, mm-hmm. not, I mean, the look was fine, and this, that, and the other, and I, I think Emma Watson's gorgeous, don't get me wrong, but when I think of Belle, I do not think of Emma Watson yeah. portraying Belle. Um, I think it's, it's a little, I mean, not that I think everyone needs to speak with like a French accent in the movie and whatnot, but like mm-hmm. you you have a British lady yeah, like being a French actress and, and that just like threw me off in its own way. But also mm-hmm. she did a big thing. Um, and now, you know, like I, I, I understand her 
her thought process on it. And I understand Disney agreeing with her in a way where it's like, hey, we don't need this great big ball gown, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. She wanted it to seem more like a natural uh, thing independent. and whatnot, independent. As whatnot. natural wanted, as like, the story of Beauty and the Beast can be. Yeah, well, well here's <laughs> what yeah. got me yeah. that. Being into costuming, obviously, like with what I do, I was so heavily disappointed because she basically had came out and said the corset was like oppression and she didn't want to wear that. So her costume had no corset, but it wasn't, it was the time period. It's not like, I don't know. It's just when you think of Belle's dress, it was literally this big, beautiful golden thing. And I think the ones in the parks look better than the one in the movie. And that's awful. Like I shouldn't be thinking. Oh no, no. I agree. I 100% it's, agree with you. It's just, it was no. very underwhelming. No, no, Warren, no, no, no. That's Controversy. Oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But again, I'm a little biased because my senior prom dress, I had two prom dresses that were gold. One was a yellow gold and one was gold gold, both inspired by Belle's dresses. So I think you could have put her in an animated paper version of the dress on a live action and I still would have thought it was perfect. So... I think I'm just a Beauty and the Beast apologist <laughs> and I will stand anything and everything about it. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was gorgeous. Now it wasn't Cinderella's dress because that one was perfect and magical. Um, but I still loved it and I loved Emma Watson too, but you're right. I do see what your point is, Andrew. Like if someone were to say, Hey, we're creating live action Beauty and the Beast, who would you pick as Belle? I wouldn't have been her, but I wasn't upset with it. I mean, they got the star power out of it. So, I mean, I just, you know, branching off just a little bit here. I did like Aladdin and the fact that besides Will Smith, obviously they didn't have like someone you expected something from. Um, Giving the people a little teaser of the next episode. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there, man. You know, if that's the next episode, if it is, if it isn't, I can't confirm or deny. But I did, you know, when they put someone as A-list as, as her in like the position of Belle, people will go into the movie expecting someone. And, you know, maybe she can't sing as good as most other people, so the auto-tune's required, and it just kind of leads one thing to the next. But, yeah. Um, I will say one thing, like a little callback here. When we were talking about best moments, we didn't mention the moneymaker, the Be Our Guest scene. Did, we, did someone say that? I don't think so. No, no. That's, that is no the, the moneymaker scene from this movie that – should not should not fall by the wayside. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Well, I, I put it on one of my least favorite scenes. Really? Uh, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it because okay. like, fun. It's it's a fun fact thing, and it's one of those things. I, I it looked familiar, but just everyone hold on to your horses. You do not want to miss that. I think I know where you're going um, with it. I you know what you might because you're Mr. Fat Guy, and I needed <laughs> some stuff to like combat. Mr. Fat Guy, thing. excuse me. No, I'm just fact. Fact. All right, all right. I heard fat guy too. We need to enunciate tonight. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what's everyone's favorite character? Bell. Bell. Oh, you got a reason for that? Uh, I mean, it's it's Bell, and she is an incredible, strong woman who um, not only is she intelligent, but she's selfless, and I look up to her in many ways. Um, and I just think she's great. Bell okay. forever. 
All right, Mel, I feel like you're probably going to agree with this, and I'm just going to go ahead and let you have the floor here. <laughs> if you want to hear more detailed versions, check out the latest Ladies' Night episode. <laughs> Before you go on a tangent, yes. check out the latest Ladies' Night episode. No, I, I agree. I definitely agree. Belle's great. I would have to say my second favorite, if not tied, would be her prince and the beast. And I won't go into it because ladies night. Oh, that, um, yes. But, you know, seeing Belle firsthand perspective, or I should say my princess beauty and how kids react to her, she's inspiring. So many kids get into reading and want to be like her and they're very inspired by her personality. And it's really cool to see that, you know, so I, she's definitely up there. Really cool character. So we love her. Cool. Hunter, what you got, brother? You know, I'm really partial to uh, villager number four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets crushed. <laughs> Great act. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I'll, I mean, Gaston's a great, great character in this thing. And that's the guy pick, obviously. But um, is it Chris Evans? Am I, no, Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Oh, I think Luke, Luke Evans', Evans portrayal of him was, was pretty, pretty spot on. I liked it. Um, obviously, the original animated Gaston has those, you know, he's the Gaston. But still, I think Gaston I was know. one of the, yeah. he was a solid character. When it I comes to her. body type, I don't think Luke Evans was the best you could have picked. But honestly, when it came from an acting standpoint, I really do agree with you that like he he killed it. He crushed that role. Yeah. I mean, um, what, would you want uh, The Rock as Gaston? I feel <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I agree with you and whatnot. Um, I'm going to go my favorite character is almost a combo. It's the OG Timon and Pumbaa. And it's Lumiere and Cogsworth as a, as a team. Oh, um, yeah. I love everything that they did together. And I thought it was awesome. Um, animated or live action. Just they, they, it was almost a chemistry between the voices that just could mm-hmm. not be matched. And, and I thought it was really, really good. And honestly, uh, Sir Ian McKellen and uh, Ewan McGregor, did a really good job really good life but uh, so funny part um this isn't on my fun facts but i do want to bring it up so Hugh mcgregor was on some late night show and i can't remember what it was off the top of my head but he was talking about when he sang be our guest in the movie um that he was having such a trouble with the accent that he was singing be our guest and he was like it almost sounded spanish it almost sounded like a Spanish accent versus a French accent. And he was talking about the challenges that he had with that. But I do, I like those two together. I think they complement each other very, very well. And I'm going to have to give those two it as a combo because I appreciate Lumiere's optimism. And I think it's really, really cool. But without Cogsworth's, whether you want to call it realism or pessimism, is that a word? he's a little more grounded a little more grounded i i I just i really do i like that and i think the live action you couldn't have cast that better um so those are my favorite characters but what's everyone's least favorite character Mm. Mm. that's hmm. i don't know if i have one in this movie to be honest at least favorite as in like mine are the the guys that came to take um maurice away hmm Okay. It's hard. Okay. Only so, because so. I have, like, I guess, I mean, Gaston is like the villain, but I've also got a lot of love for him too. So 
So villager six, seven, eight, and nine. Yes. <laughs> Same asylum workers. I'll, yeah. okay. Orderly yeah. numbers six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I. If we're going off cartoon or are we going off live action? Like, is well, there? Let's, let's stick to cartoon. But if you okay. have something that really sticks out to you in the live action, you throw it in there. Okay. Um, gosh, I don't really think there's like one specific character though. That's like, I. It, there's one. There's one for me. Okay, you go ahead because I'm still like I, I'm stumped. So this, I mean, he's a great guy. All right, gotta give yeah. him that. He's, he's <laughs> He's pretty annoying. Is Maurice? Oh, he's a great guy. You got mine. mine. He's a great guy, but like we just put him on our dad list. I know. Well, (laughs) not on your list, but we'll (laughs) talk about that later. (laughs) But um, I mean, just kind of he's not kind of boring. I guess it's just he's not a character that you really come out of it being like I really like that guy or anything. So. That's that's kind of my stance on him. He's my least favorite character. That's true. Not fair hated, guys. not yeah, hated, that's but fair. Like least favorite. So, so you I see him more as closer to ver- like an extra character versus as a main character. Yeah, I mean, he serves the story, he does his part, but like other than that, when he's on the screen, it's kind of a snoozer. <laughs> yeah, okay, I got you. Well, yeah. that's, I mean, I, I'm not even going to speak because that's exactly what I was thinking, but Mel... Right on. I, I need. We got to come back. Got to say. I'm. I've been literally sitting here, like looking up characters, trying to figure out like which <laughs> the one. The cast I of Beauty and the Beast. Come on. I, it's really she's, difficult. She's gonna pick Philippe or something. Philippe. <laughs> I. If we're okay, I'm gonna pull like kind of a a bad move. Um, the Broadway show. There's a song called the um, it's like the um, Maison de Lou. And it's the madman who's coming to get Maurice. His character just annoys me in that show in particular. So I guess I'd pick him, but only in the Broadway rendition. So, okay. So you kind of agree with so I kind of agree with Lauren, but I think in the cartoon, he's not nearly as aggravating because he doesn't have his own song. So like I can deal with him, you know, but in, in the Broadway show specifically, I, I can't. Um, so I do, I, I said I wasn't going to say much or anything on it, but I do hunter with maurice the only thing i'm gonna add to what hunter said is that maurice who is my least favorite character he does play his role like blah 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 and i said it in the dad's episode he just when he got pushed out of the thing man he didn't fight for his daughter and like i'm wanting some liam neeson taken type crap yeah if someone takes your daughter you're See, that's what I mean. He serves he serves the plot. So, like, if he were to fight and to the death to get his daughter back, it wouldn't, wouldn't have worked. There would be no movie. It yeah. wouldn't have, but also, like, I don't know. that, to me, just makes a little more sense. I feel right. like the live-action him is a little more um, put together, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was yeah. a little more willing to fight, and he went back and immediately got a team where I feel like the Maurice in the cartoon version is kind of dopey. Like, that's part of his character. And he was so short. There was no way he could do it alone. Like, you know Aww. what I mean? Like, I think that they did a better version making him a more active father in the live-action movie. That's one thing I really do want to bring up a little later in the segment about mm-hmm. the live-action stuff because the live-action Beauty and the Beast was the first one to really really fill plot holes or yeah. excuse me fill plot holes 
Um, but we will get to that. Um, all right. Now, Mel, I'm, I, I want to start with you because you're Miss Musical and all that good stuff. All right. What, what's your favorite song? <laughs> you guys are going to hate this. I think my favorite that I personally like to sing and I have a lot of fun with is Something There. I really like that song. Okay, okay. I have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. If we're going off instrumental, if it wasn't for, like, if we're just going off instrumental track alone, it would be the last song when the beast is transforming. That transformation song. Yeah, however it goes. It goes like, blah, blah. Like, that gets gets me. Yeah. Uncanny. Uncanny. All right, anyway. I know. I'm I'm so good. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and cut that one off, and I'm going to head over to Lauren. What's your favorite song? Oh, it's so close between two, between um, Beauty and the Beast and Belle. Oh, okay. Um, Beauty and the Beast is classic, and it's beautiful, and I love the Angela Lansbury story, singing in one cut. Sorry if that was a fun fact. Um, But you know what? I think it's going to go Belle. I think Belle is the most fun to sing, and it's the one I always catch myself just singing around and, like, getting caught in my head, uh, stuck in my head. So I'm going to go Belle. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hunter, what you got, brother? So I like the mob scene, but if I'm just listening to a song, I'm going with Gaston's song in the tavern. I like I like that song. Yes, that's a, sir. That's, that's a banger. That is a banger. Is. That is a really good song, especially the live action version of that yes, song. I really so enjoy good. it. Yeah. Um, just to jump on the back of Hunter here, I, I really do have to just say that literally uh, uh, Gaston is one of those songs that uh, we've got a lot of listeners that have either done or plan on doing or are doing. Well, actually, no one's doing right now, but have done or plan on doing um, the Disney College program. So I would listen to three songs every single day, or I guess uh, four songs every single day when I would wake up um, and or when I was going to school, um, like when I was waiting on the Disney College program. And it was... Hakuna Matata, Gaston. There you go. Uh, I'll make a man out of you, and uh, I can go the distance. So those were the four songs. Regardless of the, I, I listen to it every day, and I, I love it, and I think it's so much fun. And I do like that the live action did have their own little twist. Um, like in the live action, they do change the second verse um, or, or Gaston's lines. Where instead of like, as you see, I've got biceps to spare, blah blah blah. Um, they he goes about his hunting stuff where he starks about he's like, When I hunt, I sneak up with my quiver, yes. Uh, and beasts from the field do something, um, start to shiver or something, or something, uh, something that rhymes. With no, 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 good. It's like, then I carefully, uh, something my quiver and then. And then the, the is that thing. fair? I don't care. Like, yeah, I, so I, I, I love it. I think it's so I'm cool taking notes and... for in the next finish the lyric game. <laughs> I, he's yeah. like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> What's funny is I got finish the lyrics wrong for Bell. There was yeah, a line that yeah. I could not remember. Oh my God. Oh man. Yeah, no, no, my thing I, with that song, I like in the live action staging of it that they had LeFou paying the people in the bar. So it wasn't that's just. Cool. It wasn't just like admiration for him. Like he was egging people on yeah. to support him, which was such a different take 
on the Gaston character. Cause in the first version, it was just pure admiration for this guy where in this one, he was like, come on, come on. You gotta, you gotta pump him up. You know, I thought that was a very cool staging moment. I liked it. Really quick. Least favorite song. What you got? Uh, something there. <laughs> oh, something there. I'm going to agree with you. I don't just have gonna leave to it there, it, but something, something there. there. I'm going to cheat and say Evermore, though it is a great song from the new movie. It's a beautiful song. I love it. It's very powerful. Time out, I'm just time not out, as time emotionally out, time good. Time out, time out, time out. Because I didn't say my favorite song, and my favorite song is Evermore. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, Wait, what? So, yeah, my favorite I thought your favorite song was Gaston. I, we not? I, I, can I? It's one of okay. your favorite songs. All right, can I just... It's your second favorite. Right. Just let me say that part again, and you can say, you guys, I lied. That is you threw off her groove, man. Yes, that's you that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm so sorry, Hunter and Corey. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. three, two, one. Okay, well, so... Who's got a favorite, like a least favorite song? I, I do. Fuck. Sorry. Okay. Three, two, let me Let me just intro with that, and then I'll go to the straight to Lauren. Okay. Three, two, one. All right, who's got a least favorite song? Lauren, Lauren, you got your hand up. Go for it. Okay, so I'm cheating a little bit because it is. I still do love this song, and I think it's a great, powerful song. But I'm going to go Evermore. It's a great song. It's a beautiful song. I just don't think I'm as emotionally attached to it as I am the other songs. It is a great song. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not as attached to it as I am others because they are classics. I, I literally, I don't know why... I forgot about this and I'm really, really annoyed at myself. I'm sorry to jump in here, but Evermore is, it, it is my favorite song. Like, I, I don't know why I forgot about that. Maybe because the classic doesn't have it and the live action does such a good job that like, I want to like jump around and not really think about Evermore, but like Evermore, I think Dan Stevens with that like beastie, audio cover whatever i think is freaking awesome and i wish they had that in the animation and i absolutely love it so i'm sorry lauren i know you're my work wife but i have to completely disagree with you it's okay it's all about but compromise we must disagree every now and then while i'm talking my least favorite song is gonna be something there and that's all i got that just you're something rude. there i concur you're rude sorry Hunter's got his Hunter's got his least favorite what you got no Okay, so I think my least favorite song, this is actually going to be kind of controversial, is Beauty and the Beast. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, Angela Lansbury's voice, it, it just, it doesn't work for me in that song. I actually prefer the live action, like with the orchestral sound in the new one more. So, um, yeah, I think if we're thinking cartoon, that song kind of bores me. I like the animation, but the song kind of makes me like. It, but like the song, it in puts general. you to sleep. It puts it does. You to sleep. It kind of put me to sleep a little. It's like it's kind of like the "You'll Be in My Heart" vibes. It's that just like, uh, okay. yep. No, I, I, agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Wow, we did it. <laughs> we we agree on something. <laughs> we did. We did. We okay. Let the record be shown. Episode four of Movie Nights with Andrew and. <laughs> Movie reviews with Andrew and crew. And crew. He'll get it right one of these days. Okay, I like movie nights. I'm sorry, guys. We thought we, we have had a ladies' night. night. It's oh, right, it's a little derivative, but movie right. reviews with Andrew and crew. That'll be the official name. I'm sorry. We're still trying to find our footing. Whatever. 
Anyway, <laughs> Lauren, yes. good pick. Hunter, good pick. Mel, I'm just happy the fact that we finally found some footing with you. <laughs> and just a little bit. Just um, a little bit. But honestly, I think you you led us to a good point because now the newest part of Movies with Andrew, just real quick, we're going to flash through them. Uh, it's fun facts. <laughs> Ooh, facts. Okay. facts, facts. This, this was honestly, this was in response to Hunter's complete knowledge and of really taking note on things. And I just had to be like, you know what, man, I'm going to find some good fun facts and just send the other. Oh, thanks, man. Right. I don't have to do my work this time. There you go. I'm going to take it over <laughs> for you. All right. Uh, so, uh, fun fact number one Belle is one of the few Disney princesses that's actually in her 20s. Most of them, they're set in their teens. Um, mm-hmm. I think Belle and I think maybe Elsa are the only ones in their 20s. Everyone else is a teenager. Snow White, fun fact, is 13. Yeah, we just kind of leave that one there. So yeah. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. Uh, number two, uh, Belle's character was actually inspired by Catherine Hepburn uh, in Little Women, the OG Little Women, not the one that came out in 2020 or 2019, whatever it Which was. Which also had Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, so Mrs. Potts, fun fact number three, was originally named Mrs. Chamomile. Interesting. That was yeah. a good call going with Potts. Yeah. Uh, Kids I, wouldn't I, have been able to say chamomile very easily. Mrs. Chamomile. Mrs. Chamomile. Number four. It is the second Disney movie. Uh, and first prestige film, so like the big blockbuster type deal, um, to use uh, computer animation production systems or CAPS. Uh, it's a digital scanning, ink painting, compositing system of software and hardware developed by Disney or developed for Disney by Pixar. So they did modify that a little bit, mm-hmm. but that is actually the first little bit that Pixar had to do with a Disney movie um, instead of the first official Pixar movie being like Toy Story and stuff that Disney helped with. Uh, number five, uh, the final dance scene reused for the, so not the final dance scene, but the main dance scene. Ballroom? Beauty, yeah. The ballroom scene uh, where they sing Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was bringing up earlier that will come later. And the reason I am kind of a little ticked off about it is uh it is a reanimation. Recycled. It's for the ending one. It's for the ending scene. It's the ending. Yeah. What is the ending? It's It's the ending. It's not the end take. Okay. Okay. So my fault. Uh, That is. Hey, animated movies are expensive. You got to cut costs when you can. One of the many times Disney has reused animation in movies. Okay. So you thought that they reused the Sleeping Beauty animation for the main ballroom yes, instead of the end i did okay. i did so uh i'm glad i have hunter and mel here uh because i Got almost gave back. you some misinformation but the last dance scene was uh reused animation for the uh or from beauty or excuse me from sleeping beauty yes yep. um they reused that animation they made it look a little bit better and whatnot Mm-hmm. Um, so that just blew my mind. Uh, next one. Uh, so officially, the prince's name 
is never mentioned in mm-hmm. either of the movies, but in the Broadway, it was announced that the character's name was Prince Adam. So officially by Disney, it was not, his name's not Prince Adam. When you like go visit him in the parks, like if you went and called the, or the Beast Adam, if you go meet him, he's not going to know what you're talking about kind of deal. Um, but so because that was Broadway, contracts are their own little thing whatever um it was the first animated film not animated not nominated for best pictures at the oscars it was a nomination uh the beast we'll get more to the nominations in just a couple seconds uh the beast is a compilation of many animals uh he's got the brow of a gorilla the head shape of a buffalo the mane of a lion the tusk of a boar the body of a bear and the legs of a wolf so he's his own thing uh those curses man they'll get you uh next on our list uh bell was the first brunette princess we love that we love that that was its own thing um right after that so walt disney this this honestly i think this is my favorite fun fact of all of them Wait, Walt Disney. Snow White wasn't. Did Snow White have black hair? Okay, I guess I guess that's true. Yeah. But I guess oh! I, you count her as a brunette. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what it is, is it not? I I guess you would have to say that. Oh. So she's the only the first princess with brown, brown hair. Brown hair. Okay. So they're where, either where black hair or blonde hair, or Cinderella okay. with orange hair. But yeah, other story. No, but honestly, like Hunter, I'm glad you caught that because like if you were like. Because I guess brunette means dark hair, doesn't it? It does. So, you know what? Where I got that information from, that was false information. And I'm just going to go ahead and call them out. Dang, BuzzFeed. InStyle.com, you got it wrong. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, no, good catch there. Because I guess Twitch is the you. first one with brown true, hair. True, true. Um, which isn't really saying much just because like, Hey, for all the brown-haired girls out there, now they have someone to look up to. But no, all I'm trying to say is that you had, at that point, I legitimately think you had one black-haired, two blonde hair, and a redhead, and then you had your first brunette or brown hair, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, uh, on to the next one. Uh, Walt Disney considered remaking the this movie. He he recreated uh, or blah, blah, blah. he considered making beauty and the beast way back in the 30s but chose snow white over that um he wanted to really like take his time like trying to figure things on how he wanted to go about it for a disney film um but there was a live action version released by french filmmaker jean carteau oh oh cocktail Oh, I had that. I had that earlier. Did you? I, I, See, yeah. I'm so glad I did this because you were already ready for. Me. But I lost it, man. I went to a new page. It was. <laughs> it was a great name, though. Hold yeah, on. I, I can't remember. Hold what on. Was, what was it called? Do you Do you have the name of what it, the movie was called? I have the name of the guy who made it. I I, I think it's Coctia or Coctia. Oh no no whatever. no. Oh uh, no! Is is the the French fairy tale? Is that Maybe. what you're talking about, or the original motion picture? Oh, Jean Cocteau. Yes, directed yeah. by Jean Cocteau, a 1946 French film of the same name, 
which is also based on the 1756 French fairy tale of the same name by Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont. So, All right, well, there you go. Throw that All out right. there. I've got nothing else to say on that. Uh, that's why Hunter <laughs> is the assistant to the regional manager. That's right. Facts are my uh, specialty. There it is. There it is. Don't forget, he did come up with the... Uh, standard deviation hey all right y'all are never gonna let me live that down are you (laughs) anyway no we're no we'll let you live that down we just won't let you live down the fact we had to record a whole other uh podcast one time anyway uh (laughs) jackie chan uh did contribute to an international version uh so jackie chan uh did the voice for the chinese translation of beauty and the beast which is kind of cool. Like, I mean, just considering how many American movies he's been in, I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, three of the songs earn uh, best original, best original song. Uh, they were Oscar nominations, but we will get to that really quick. Uh, Angela Lansbury said that the demo music was a little too rock and roll. Um, when she did Beauty and the Beast, she was like, eh, "It's not my favorite. It's a little too too." too hard for me um this one i think is really really cool uh this is our last fun fact before we get just the quick oscars and final thoughts um if you squint um there's actually a part in the movie when maurice gets lost when he's looking at all the signs the very bottom sign if you can kind of you can kind of see it if you look at the picture but if you really squint hard you can see it um the very bottom one to the left says anaheim which is obviously disneyland and whatnot is a kingdom Uh, in france um an old old kingdom in haim there you go go. um but there's several more fun facts if you want to look up look them up you can find some some about like bell being in hunchback and Notre Dame and stuff hey just but, wait yeah, just wait till we make our way to pixar movies i'll be taking over the pixar theory explanations and all that good stuff so i'm honestly i do want to start going down. through some of those and i'm gonna completely let you just take over all of oh, those I've, I've got this i've got this uh but just to uh get to the quick oscar nods because i i thought it was really cool that it was the first animated to get uh a nomination for best picture and it's an animated film uh it did not win but it did win best music for original song uh which was uh and the beast uh and that was written by mr alan menken and howard ashman uh it won best music original score by alan menken so those are going to be just all your like random little like those kind of little random things Mm -hmm. um but little honorary honorary mention. It was a nominee for best picture, uh, best sound, and best music slash original song. Uh, but it did win best original song, so I guess that was kind of like a why did is that on there? But it is. But anyway, so that is pretty much gonna do it for us. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts? If you haven't seen Beauty and the Beast, you're really missing out, and please go watch it right now. And what are you doing listening to this? Yeah, far why into are you this listening review? to this? 
what stop are you doing it. You're right ruining now? it for yourself. Go watch it. <laughs> no, no, you can listen to the review. It's a fun time. <laughs> All right. Come ruin our views. You got to see the movie first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is actually well, really this cool. is kind of a disclaimer we should have put at the beginning, but yeah. I mean, if there's anyone who hasn't experienced Beauty and the Beast for themselves, I mean, what what have you been doing? I mean, did you have a childhood? But <laughs> that might be mean. But anyways, it's not though. It's not. <laughs> Find me one person that hasn't seen Beauty and the Beast that you'd be surprised. To. You'd be but surprised. Listens to the podcast. Come okay. On. True. 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 All right. Listen to the pod- but there's going to be one person that's going to be like, I've never seen that movie. And, and we just ruined you, the whole thing. We'll put you. a little spoiler clip on the title here. Don't you yeah. worry. For you, sir, or well, madam, I am sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally. With and Beast, yeah. We should say, madame. For um, you, I am sorry. Madame and monsieur. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but anybody got any final thoughts? No. Good, good movie in the second wave of the Disney Renaissance started out, you know, Aladdin, all those other ones that us 90s kids love so much. So, yeah. All right. Well, technically, well, The Little Mermaid actually started the 90s. All Renaissance. right. All right. If all we're right. going to go there, but don't. Right. I'm, right. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I misspoke. For you people born the same year just, as Taylor Swift, we, we, we love you too. But anyway. <laughs> um, we just want to thank you guys for listening uh, to the Happiest Podcast and movie reviews with Andrew and crew. Uh, definitely check out Ladies Night to get a little more information on some of that whole Stockholm Syndrome, Stockholm Syndrome stuff. And uh, check out our latest episode, Disney Dads, for our Father's Day episode. Uh, we love you, and we really could not do this without you guys. And we truly do appreciate all that you guys do, whether it's comments or suggestions or you know just a thanks for giving us a little bit of disney love we really do love you guys all and appreciate it uh so keep on sending in those texts tweets emails dms whatever you want to call them uh we love you and good night everyone bye bye bye